Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, welcome back to the show. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Clopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm uh, hopefully enjoying your weekend. Uh, you can go to our website if you like at purefinancial.com, purefinancial.com. I got a lot of great information on our website. Uh, you can go to the Learning Center. I think we have 300 and some odd videos on that. I just did one um, that we're doing for our clients, and it's a five-minute video. It's actually seven minutes compliance so it's six <laughs> minutes and 58 seconds okay seven minute video on how to plan for your finances in your 20s and 30s that's great because i mean the sooner you start we know that the better you're going to be right i mean I, I would say most of our listeners are not in their 20s and 30s no but they probably have kids or grandkids that are so what we're trying to do is just feed you know because right it's a five minute give or take it's a seven minute video Right. And so the intention spans when it comes to finances, you know, I was very intrigued by it because I want, I have a lot of passion for it. But I mean, my friends today in their forties, they're like, well, man, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't, this is not, because sure. we're always behind. Yeah. Right. It's, Most of it's, us are behind on our savings. It's painful to think about it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh gosh, here we go. You know, Anderson's right. going to give me another lecture. Exactly. You got a Roth IRA set up, right. You know? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, there's the, the fidelity has these rules of thumb when it comes to ages. Sure. Right. So when you're, what is it? When you're 40, you should have four times your, no, I think it's, two, I times. Think it's two times at that point. Yeah. So if you're, um, if you're in your forties, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you, you need to have $200,000 saved. Is that yeah, right? Something it's either one or two. I mean, what we have to go, they've got a chart if you're interested. And, and I do remember by the time you retired age 67, it was eight times. It's eight times, which actually a lot of experts would say that's too low to be honest, but uh, it depends upon what you're going to spend in retirement and whether you've got pension plans and things like that, of course. So we did this video it's seven minutes long. Uh, so you can check that out on our website. If you'd like this show, you can go to um, iTunes. Um, you can go to purefinancial.com um, slash iTunes, I believe, or you can just go to iTunes.com yeah, sure. and then just um, look at Your Money, Your Wealth and get our podcast. So uh, doing a lot of different webinars on our website. Uh, we did an hour webinar for uh, Medicare. Uh, we did that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was really popular. With uh, Dr. Katie. Sure. Um, so if you're close to, you know, if you need more information about Medicare, uh, it's an hour-long webinar. kind of gives you this um, A to Z. And that's, um, that's available on our website, right? Yeah, go to purefinancial.com. Cool. Uh, you can just hit a button and boom, there you go. Um, you're watching a webinar. Yeah. And then we have um, you know, different white papers and things like that. We have this estate planning guide. We have a Medicare guide. We have all sorts of different things, some free resources uh, for you. Our, our true mission um, for our firm at Pure Financial Advisors is, strict, is education. Yes. The more educated people are, the more successful that they're going to be. And it's crazy, Joe. I mean, in all honesty, I think the... Uh that it's very difficult to get good information because a lot of times you hear something and but it's slanted. It might be an insurance agent slanting it a certain way and you're thinking, gosh, I don't know, is that right? Or, But it's, it's like, boy, it, I just wish I could 
go to a class and get the straight scoop. And that's what our firm has tried to do. We teach all over San Diego and Southern California, and we do this radio show. We just try to give you strategies. And we figure if we tell you what to do, a lot of you will do the right thing, and some of you will say, I want some help. And, of course, we're looking for clients, and that's our ultimate goal but really the mission like you said joe is is purely education right i mean we're, we're set up as a fee-only registered investment advisor there's no um commissions and there's no product sales or anything like that it's a fee for service for advice so um and on our website purefinancial.com there's a lot of good information um on that site so uh, what other mistakes you got there, bud? Yeah, we've been talking about costly retirement mistakes, and this is a relatively new one, Joe, which is indirectly rolling more than one IRA in a 12-month period because it's no longer allowed. Because you, you, you may know this rule, which is you pull money out of your IRA, and then you have 60 days to put it back into that IRA or another IRA, and there's no tax. So you kind of get free use of the money. And so what some people were doing... They're it, stealing from Peter to pay yeah, Paul. Yeah, so, and the way the law states is it's it's per account, or it used to state per account. So then you'd have 10 different, you have 12 different IRAs or whatever you had, right? And you And you borrow from one, and then you put it back into another one, and you borrow from that one, and you put it back into another one, and the IRS said no. This is silly. We're not going to let you do that. We're going to let you do it once. Did they say silly? Yes. It's right in the code. <laughs> is it? This is silly in in, in italics. They, got they really got that. Yeah, they wanted to emphasize that. I see. Anyway, they uh, so you can only do this once, and it's once per person. So if you're married, um, you can do one. Your spouse can do one. But here's the problem is... Uh, Sometimes you roll over your accounts and you forget to do a direct rollover and you get this check, right? And you and you got to then put it in your account and then open up a new IRA and put the money in. Well, if you do that more than once in a calendar year, you've blown it. That's a taxable transaction. Right. And the problem is, is that let's say I'm retiring and it's like, all right, well, I get the paperwork from the employer. I got my 401k. I want to roll it into an IRA and we'll say rollover. I've heard of that term before. Yeah, I'd like to roll it over. Yeah, that's what Joe and Al talk about. They roll it, roll it to an IRA. Check the box. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get a check named out to you with right. 20% withheld in taxes. Yeah, now that's the 401k world. If you do get a check made out to you, they have to withhold 20% federal taxes. So and then like, how, how are you going to then roll it over because you don't even have all the money? Right. So let's say it's $100,000. You get a check for eighty. dollars like, Damn it. To... What, the market dropped that bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, the IRS withheld twenty grand from you. So you deposit the eighty thousand in 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 the in an IRA. Then you got to come up with twenty grand. Hopefully you got it. Or yeah, you, or you can borrow. Or it how about somebody? if it's a million bucks? Yeah, <laughs> now you got a check for eight hundred. Do you have a check for two hundred thousand bucks? Right. No. All right. So then you're like, all right. Well, if you don't get that that twenty percent in the account within sixty days. It's taxable. If you're under 59 and a half, 10% penalty. Yeah, to boot, right? And here, you're, you're just trying to do the right thing, right? By by maybe you, you decided that an IRA is better for you, the 401k plan that you're in. Maybe it's high cost. Maybe it doesn't have good investment options. You know, in some cases, some of you should probably stay in your 401k because they're pretty good. But in many cases, you might want to roll it out. But you're right, Joe. If you do that wrong on the 401k, you don't get the money. And then uh, if, if you don't have other money to put in, uh, then you're going to be taxed on that 20% withholding plus 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half. And I think some people probably don't even know this rule. Right, existed. because, I mean, there's the direct rollover. The direct rollover works like this. You get the check probably, 
but it's written out to the custodian. Yeah, where fidelity you, for the benefit of Joe Anderson. Yeah, in other words, where are you going to put it? The IRA, and they and you get the whole thing. Right, that, that's the correct way to so do it. So it's but how confusing is that? Well, it's rollover or direct rollover? <laughs> no, if you want if you. It's the direct rollover. They're not going to withhold taxes, but if you select rollover, they will. I know it sounds like the same thing. It's stupid. Yeah, and this. Uh, so this started January first of two thousand fifteen, and so this is the first tax year because people are, have finished their their two thousand fifteen returns or are about to. If they're on extension, they're due October fifteenth, and a lot of people are finding that. Oh, geez, I have to pay taxes on this money that I thought I got in the 60-day rule, and now I don't. So just remember, it's once per year. And be very careful when you're rolling between IRA to IRA or 401k to IRA that you do it properly, that you don't get caught with several of these. I mean, anyone who's recently retired or retiring in the next 10 years, I mean, you have three significant challenges facing you today. Truth be known, you probably haven't saved nearly enough for retirement, and you don't have enough to last you the next 25, 30, or even 40 years. So you better get serious about saving now. Secondly, you have no retirement game plan. Alan and I have been doing this for a long time, and I would say most of you come into our office and there's no game plan at all. Right now, your plan is nothing more than maybe a bunch of scattered statements. There's no plan or strategy surrounding health care, taxes, Social Security, or how all your investments are going to work together. And if you're truly honest with yourself, you probably have more questions than you have answers. And then finally, 99% of what you know about retirement is dead. It's equivalent to like an 8-track tape player. You need new solutions that are going to stand up to today's challenges, like record low interest rates increasing longevity, skyrocketing cost of health care, and medical expenses. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Welcome back to the program. So it's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name is Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Quilpine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in today. Talking about a couple of different mistakes that we're seeing time and time again that cost, I mean, a couple hundred bucks to... Thousand bucks to tens of thousands? Yeah, I would say in, in some cases even more, Joe. And and you think about some of these mistakes and, and we've talked about these before and it but it bears repeating because we still see these mistakes over and over again. And here's here's one that uh, just a little common sense, but it's it happens all too often, which is when you borrow money from your four oh one K, which you're allowed to do. We do not recommend it for a number of reasons, which you'll find out here shortly. But you're allowed to borrow up to $50,000 from your 401k. Or 50%, or, right? Or 50% of your balance in your 401k, whichever is higher. So that's so if you only have $25,000 in your 401k, you can borrow 12500 If you've got a million bucks, you can, you're limited to $50,000. But here's what happens, Joe, is you got a 401k loan and you get fired. You get fired, so you're no longer working at the company, and all of a sudden, and you don't have money to pay back this loan, right? And so you then roll this. You you think you want to roll this 401k to, you know, to an IRA, and that's a taxable transaction because you haven't paid off the loan. Right. So let's say if I have a hundred thousand dollars in my plan, I take out a fifty thousand dollar loan. 
I, and so I got to pay that loan back. Right. And if I'm no longer employed with that company, that fifty thousand dollars potentially could be taxable to me. That's right. It's and a if- distribution, unless the four hundred one k plan allows you to pay back the loan, even though you're not an active participant yeah. in the plan. And I, I would say that's rare. Rare, but, but it's possible. Sure, it's possible. But in most cases, then you've got to you've got to pay this back, or it's as if you received a fifty thousand dollar distribution. So now that's added to your income, and if you're under fifty nine and a half, you got to pay a ten percent penalty, right? So it's it's not a great way to go. And and the other thing, Joe, I would just say, I mean, just take a step back, just simple logic, which is if you're pulling money out of your retirement account for your own purposes, whatever they may be, now how you how do you expect your retirement uh, accounts to grow, you know, compound interest, compound rates of return if you're taking money out. And I know you pay the money back and you pay it at an interest rate, but it's a pretty low interest rate generally. It might be 4 or 5%, something like that. But basically, you're pulling money out and you're jeopardizing your retirement. It's very difficult for people to pay those loans back, we've, we've seen. And, and so as a consequence, we don't like that strategy at all. Now, I mean, I suppose if there's no other choice, but boy, oh boy, it would be to me one of the absolute last resorts. Well, I mean, how many times, or just taking money out of your retirement accounts for purchases. Right. But just recently, it was like the individual pulled out $300,000 to purchase a home out of his retirement account. Jeez. It's like, okay, well, I needed the money. I was like, well, you already have a home. Well, we needed an upgrade. It's like, okay, well, where are you going to pay the tax? Right. Because you make $200,000 a year. You pulled $300,000 out, right, because they sold one property. They had some cash from the sale of the property, but they needed another 300000 Right. Took it out, right, a few hundred thousand out of the retirement account. It's like, well, now next year your tax return is going to show five hundred grand of income. You know how much tax you're going to pay for that? What, two hundred grand? Where's that going to come from? Um, your retirement account. Yeah, I guess I'll pull more out of the IRA, and you got to pay tax on that too. Right. And this individual had some issues back in 2008 with the, when it came to real estate, so it couldn't qualify for a loan and things sure. like that. But still, but good saver, made tons of money. But still, that this, I mean, that it doesn't matter if you make ten thousand a year or millions. They people still make the same mistakes. Right, and it seems to me the people that make the most money make the most mistakes. Well, they're bigger dollars for sure. Right, right. right. And it's like, okay, now you're going to owe two hundred thousand dollars next year. Where's that money going to come from? Well, I guess I got to pull it from the retirement account. So now that's another two hundred thousand on top of your income. Now the following year, how much money you're right? It's just tax upon tax upon tax. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're looking at their retirement accounts sometimes as a piggy bank when it's not time to to break the piggy bank. Right. Yeah, I remember what, a couple of years ago, you and I met with somebody that um, was retiring and uh, pretty high income year with a several, you know, with a retirement final retirement package as well as vacation pay and normal salary, and then decided, you know what, Joe and Al, I um, I pulled out three hundred thousand from my IRA so I can pay off the mortgage because I don't want to have this debt. Right. Right. And then we looked at it, and same thing, five six hundred thousand dollars of income. Well, how are you going to pay the tax on that $300,000 that you pulled out? Because right off the bat, you, you didn't have enough withholding even to cover your current salary because the severance, they didn't withhold exactly. enough. Yeah. And so now it's like, it's as if you had 400000 of extra income, right, in a sense with no withholding. And so it's like that, you, you may have to pay 
175, $200,000 on that. How are you going to do that? And it's like, oh my goodness. And fortunately, he had just pulled it out, hadn't paid out the mortgage. He did a 60-day rollover. He put it back in. He said, you guys saved me big time. But man, that's that's a kind of mistake that we see over and over again. And, and the problem though, Joe, is a lot of times you don't realize the mistake until after the 60 days and it's too late. Right. It's Most of the or, time. Or you've, you've pulled the money out within the 60 days, but you've already paid off the mortgage. So you have to refinance, refinance the house to put the money back into the IRA so you don't have all the tax. Exactly. Crazy stuff. And, and I get it. It's like, okay, well, here, I want to be debt-free in retirement. Sure, that's a great goal. However, you don't pull the money out of your retirement account to pay off the mortgage. Right? Because you're going to have to pay ordinary income tax on those dollars. Now, if it's 20000 bucks, who cares? But if it's two hundred grand, yeah. now you got a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, Joe. And and you know when when you think about some of these things, it's uh, and I understand it. People don't they don't want to have debt in retirement. They want to they want to be able to manage their cash flow because they don't they're not receiving a steady paycheck, and they think that gosh, if, if I can have lower payments and you know the taxes, it's not going to be a problem. But the truth is, taxes don't stop when your paycheck does. In fact, now you start tapping your retirement accounts. And it comes with all sorts of new rules and opportunities. And instead of tapping those accounts, uh, those tax-deferred plans, um, or instead of contributing that reduce your tax, you're tapping those for savings and paying taxes at your regular rate. So as you near retirement, tax planning becomes even more important than ever. But it's key. you must use a forward-thinking tax strategy because you have more control over paying taxes in retirement more than you think. Actually, I'd say more so than any other time in your life. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 AFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in today um, and every weekend for that matter, uh, 10 a.m., 12 noon. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can always go to our podcast at iTunes. Just look up Your Money, Your Wealth on iTunes. Your Money, Your Wealth. Or go to purefinancial.com. Purefinancial.com. We're a fee-only registered investment advisor. Fee-only. 100% of the time. Not part of the time. 100% of the time. Which is very important distinction, I, I think. I, I think so. I mean, it's it's you, you can say you're a fiduciary fee-only. I'm doing the right thing. But then all of a sudden you get sold the product by because it's it's called hybrid, and there are a lot of people out there that do both. They do fee only as part of their business, and they sell product for the other part. And it's it's it just taints it a little bit. And that's that's not to say there's not a lot of great advisors out there, but it just tends to taint it a little bit. Right. Well, I mean, then you don't know what hat they're wearing. It's like, right. Are you right. selling me something now, or are you still acting as a fiduciary? Is there a conflict? What's or? yeah? And I know some of these advisors. They say, well. No, this is much better for you because I'm a fiduciary, but if you need insurance, then I don't want to send you out to someone that's going to sell you the wrong policy. Right. And then, and, by the way, I think you might need this annuity <laughs> and this non-traded and, REIT. And I don't trust this insurance agent, so use me. And it's like, well, there's, it's a conflict, right? And some people take advantage of it. Maybe some people probably, some people don't. They do the right thing. But why take that chance, right? You know, to me, you'd want to have a fee-only advisor that can then look over what your insurance agent is doing and to advise you, right, with, because that fee-only advisor, they don't get any 
profit or consideration, regardless of what product that you end up yeah, buying. Yeah, you know the fee that they're charging you. Yeah, you, you know what it's it is. It's transparent. So. And whether, whether you buy this product or not, or this annuity, or you buy this one over that one, it doesn't change the fee-only uh, advisor's compensation. And that's a really important distinction, I think. Right. So, yeah, fee-only, 100% of the time, Pure Financial Advisors. Uh, check us out online. A couple more mistakes. Yeah, we're seeing, Joe, uh, another one here, which is uh, penalties. People are paying penalties on their IRAs, 401ks. Uh, they're, they're not paying attention. They don't, you don't need to pay penalties. And the first one, and you may have heard this, is early withdrawal penalties. So if you're under 59 and a half and you take money out of your IRA, not only do you have to count that distribution as income and pay income taxes on it, you got to pay a 10% penalty to boot. And I would say a lot of people don't realize when you think of the tax rate, federal and state, when you think of the penalty, federal and state, for most of you pulling out money out of your IRA, you're going to be at a 50% tax rate, if not higher. And you think, well, how could that be? Well, even if you're in a low 25% income tax bracket federal, then it's a 10% penalty. So that's 35%. And then you got state. Well, state's 9.3. Let's call it 10. So now we're at 45%. And the state penalty is 2.5%. So we're almost 50%. That's even in a low 25% bracket. Some of you are in a 28% bracket or you're subject to alternative minimum tax. And you may end, end up spending 55 or 60%. And here's the thing. You don't realize that. You pull out 50000 because you had an urgent need to, to buy something or pay for something. And then next tax year comes around and you've got a tax bill for 30000 or more. And it's like, Wow, that really was not a very good idea. But right, and they don't have the thirty thousand to pay the tax. So right. we're back to this cycle again. Yeah, exactly. So they got to pull that out, and then next year they pulled out thirty thousand. They got to pay fifteen grand or whatever it comes out to <laughs> right. be. Right, and so Joe, I think that's boy, and it's tempting, and I, I get it. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm. Am I 59 and a half? I'm, I'm really close, actually, <laughs> come to think of it. <laughs> I could pull out my accounts. Think about All right. that. i got to go buy a Ferrari. Yeah, there you go. But uh, anyway, I, I think uh, it's it's tempting, right? Because you got kids, and you're having a little trouble. you got this and that. you college expenses or, or whatever it may be. The Great Recession, that was, a, that was a big one, right? A lot of us either lost our jobs or our income went way down. And, and it's like, well, I, you know, and, and we tried to do the right thing. We cut back, but it just wasn't enough. So we pulled out of our IRAs and we had to pay half of it to the government between California and, and the feds. It's just, it's just the absolute, absolute, absolute last resort. It's just not a good thing to do. Then you have to take a look at penalties on the other side of the age, right? So you got 59 and a half to 70 and a half. Yeah, that's your free window. Now, right. another thing to consider, too, if you've separated from service from your employer at age 55, there is no 10% penalty on those distributions out of the 401k plan. Yeah, if it's in a 401k. So if, right. let's say you're 55, you have money in a 401k plan, you leave that job, you have access to that 401k dollar if you are 55 um, or older. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not 59 and a half. 59 and a half is only for IRAs. Yeah, and that's interesting. So terminated from service and you're, you're 55 years of age, you can pull money out of your 401k. Yes, you pay income taxes on it, but you don't pay a penalty. Now, if you roll that 401k to an IRA, you've blown that opportunity because now you got to wait till 59 and a half. Right. Or you could take the money and pay the penalty, 
or there's something that's called a 72T tax election I'm not going to get into, but it's yes. just a way to get money out of your retirement account uh, that the tax code allows you to to avoid the 10% penalty. But it, it kind of locks you up into a certain distribution each year until you turn 59 and a half or five years, whichever is longer. Uh, so there's ways around the 10% penalty, but it's not nearly as flexible as if you just wait till 59 and a half, because then you have full control of how much money that you want to take out or not take out. Right. And, um, but again, at a 401k plan, it's 55. Now, when you turn 70 and a half, so then that's when the required distribution comes into play. So at your required beginning date, is April 1st, the following year, you turn 70 and a half, right? So I don't know who the heck comes up with these rules. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so you turn 70 and a half this year, right, 2016. You do not have to take your required distribution this year. You can wait until April of next year, 2017, to take your required distribution. However, if you do wait the following year to take the distribution, you got to take two. You would have to satisfy the 2016 distribution and the 2017 distribution but both of those distributions are done in 2017 right right and that's uh, we're, we're just now starting to see that for the baby boomers because they turned 70 and a half uh, starting July 1st yeah the oldest baby boomer. The oldest baby boomer yeah, yeah and that's a big one and Joe you know what this required minimum distribution you have to take out a certain amount now you can take out more but you that's a minimum amount that you have to take out and if you don't take that out there's a penalty there too right Joe 50 percent 50. 50%. So you have a required minimum distribution of $30,000. You forget to do it. Now you got to pay a 50% penalty. So that's a $15,000 uh, penalty. Plus you got to do the required distribution and pay taxes on it. Right. right. So you have to take the RMD plus the fifteen grand and pay tax on the whole boat. Yeah. And I will say, the if, if you didn't know this rule and you just turned 70 and a half, if you write a really good letter to the IRS, they will sometimes forgive that penalty in the first year. But you want to make sure you do it properly. But boy, IRS is not messing around on those required distributions. There's way too, what, $24 trillion? Right. In retirement accounts. Right. So there's a ton of money there. Yeah. They're like, yes, finally. <laughs> Right? These plans were established in 1974, ERISA, right? Right. So the defined contribution plans, 401ks, IRAs, and all that other stuff. Yeah, right? and, and I don't, I don't 40 think, years ago. I don't think a lot of people sort of knew what they were until the 1980s, Yeah, really. right, exactly. Yeah, and so if you think about it, I mean, so a generation before us, uh, our parents, or in some cases grandparents, depending upon how old you are, they didn't have IRAs, 401ks, so it was not a big deal. Now we're starting to see some big balances in these IRAs and 401ks. Case, and a lot of folks don't know what the rules and I don't blame them because it's complicated it's super complicated like you have 10 IRAs you can do one required minimum distribution out of one account as long as you sort of aggregate them together but if you have 10 401ks you got to do 10 different required distributions I mean, out of each 401k right it's ridiculous it's like okay well here you know so yeah I, I don't want to even get into it because there's so many different mistakes it's like all right well here I have a 401k I have an IRA I have a SEP IRA I have a you know 403b plan and maybe I worked for the federal government for a couple of years so I got a TSP plan oh boy then you, you I mean you're taking you, distributions you need, all over the place you need an Excel spreadsheet right and you a just sharp like, mind exactly to calculate <laughs> because usually it's like okay well here let me take an aggregate I got a million dollars all right I need to take four percent out that's forty thousand dollars let's just take it out of the one account we're good no. Doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You got to, all right, if I have a 401k, I got to take the distribution from the 401k plan. If I have an IRA, I got to take it from there. Now, if I have a 403b plan, I got to take it from there. A TSP, you got to have separate distributions from each account. Right. So that's why we believe consolidation 
at the end of the day, is probably going to be the best bet because yeah. then it simplifies the required distributions. Yeah, you can keep track of it. Here's another thing, too, is that you don't have to take the money in cash. So a lot of you that are taking your required distributions or that are going to be taking your required distributions, you might not need to spend it, right? You don't, you don't need it. You're just going to pay the tax on it and reinvest it. So you don't have to take that money from cash if it's in an IRA. You can take shares and just put it into your brokerage account. So let's say you have a stock that you really like, but it's down in value. You're like, man, I don't want to sell it. It's in my retirement account. Well, no, you can just take the shares out and move it right into the retirement or right into a brokerage account. Yeah, and that's interesting, Joe. So you can you can do that, and then you pay taxes on the value of those shares at the point where the, where it comes out. But here's a mistake that the, even the brokerage houses make: they don't adjust the cost basis. So since you pay taxes on those shares, whatever they're worth at the date that you took it out is your new cost basis. Make sure that that gets, gets updated by your custodian because if you sell the stock after that, it's gain or loss from that point, not from way when you back purchased when. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to clarify that, let's say you bought this mutual fund or whatever that you have at $10 a share, right? And then now it's $50 a share. Right. So when you then retire and say, hey, you know what? I need this required distribution. You could just pull those dollars out. And guess what? Now your basis goes to $50 a share. So you could sell it the next day. Sure. And you're, you're good because you already pay tax coming out as a required distribution. Right. But what Al's saying is that sometimes they don't correct the basis. So then on the now the money came out, it's in your brokerage account, but then the basis is still at $10 a share. Yeah. So then you're going to get hosed when you sell it. And a capital gain, so you're getting double taxed. You're going to pay tax twice. That's twice. right. You paid ordinary income when it came out, and you pay capital gains later. So, yeah, make sure that cost basis gets updated. Hey, a couple of things here. Imagine that your retirement game plan isn't about all this craziness, right? I mean, there's so many different rules and regulations and mistakes and everything else. Imagine if you could fill in all the gaps and have all your answers to a rock-solid game plan cover everything from A to Z. Now back to your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Your Money, Your Wealth. I'm Al Clopine. Uh, alongside Joe Anderson, who actually, as I look at his chair, he had just left. You know why? Because he's got a little trip up to Oregon, and uh, we wish him well. We'll see him Tuesday. He went up with a group of friends, one of which actually turned 40. So congrats. Anyway, uh, today uh, we've been talking about some of the most costly retirement planning mistakes that we see. There's six of them. And uh, if you've stayed with us this whole time, God bless you. We're going to do the sixth one. But let me first summarize the first five. Uh, the first one that we see is actually more common than you might think, is not having beneficiaries on your retirement plan or IRA. And you would think that, oh, who does that? I mean, of course you'd have a beneficiary. You know, you put your spouse or you put your kids or you put your parents or your brother, whoever it may be, or multiple people. You would be surprised how many people we see. We get their IRA statements and, all right, let's look at your beneficiary statements. And they go, well, okay, I'll, 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 I'll pull them up. And they don't have one. And we go back to the custodian and there's nothing that's not the way to do your IRA because when you have an IRA without a beneficiary, now it's 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 gotta it's it's gotta go through court system to figure all this out based upon state law. Very very sloppy. So make sure you got the right beneficiaries and make and uh, or a beneficiary as well as the right ones. We have seen cases 
where maybe you've you've named your first spouse, you got divorced, and now you got a second spouse, and you forgot to change the beneficiary statement. You pass away, and guess what? That first spouse is the one that actually gets to collect. Here's another one: is um, there's a potential tax savings feature called a net unrealized depreciation. If you've got company stock in your 401k, and if it's appreciated quite a bit, there's a way that you can, as you retire, you can pull it out of your retirement account, you can put it into a brokerage account, and you only pay current tax on what you paid for the stock, not the total value. All that net unrealized depreciation, the gain in that stock, you only pay tax on that when you actually sell the stock, and it's at capital gain rates, long-term capital gain rates, so you can save yourself a bundle in taxes. Another one is uh, indirectly rolling over more than one IRA in a 12-month period. It's no longer allowed. You used to be able to set up multiple IRA accounts, and you could take $100,000 out or whatever you felt like, and as long as you put it back into that IRA, within 60 days, you weren't taxed. No income, no penalty. And then what some people are doing was then they take $100,000 out of another IRA and do this over and over again throughout the year. Well, the IRS now says, we're going to treat all IRAs as if it's one account. So you can only do this one time per year. And we saw this this actually in this tax season because the law was, was put into place on January 1st of 2015. Those that didn't know it, if they did a couple of them within a calendar year, they ended up paying taxes and penalties if they are under 59 and a half. Uh, what about this? If you got a 401k and you have a 401k loan, you're actually allowed to borrow from your 401k, which we don't recommend. But here's a big problem is if you leave your job, in most cases, you're required to either pay off that note, that loan, or if you can't do that, you get taxed on it as if it was a distribution. So let's say you got you borrowed $40,000 from your 401k. Now you quit or you got fired. You, can't, you don't have the money to pay it off. Now the IRS is going to treat that as if you received that $40,000, which in fact you did. So you got to pay taxes on that plus penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Um, then there's all these penalties that people are paying needlessly, which is early withdrawal penalty. If you take money out of an IRA by before 59 and a half, you got to pay a 10% penalty. If you don't take your required minimum distribution at 70 and a half, the IRS charges you a 50% penalty. I said that right, 50. So if you have a $100,000 required distribution and you forget to do it, the IRS is going to charge you $50,000 as a penalty. And here's the last one, is a common mistake of not is not rolling your company retirement plan to an IRA properly. Because if the 401k sends you a check and that check is made out to you instead of the IRA custodian, the IRS requires the 20% of that distribution to be withheld for taxes. So let's say you got a million dollars in your 401k and if the check is made out to you, the, the uh, 401k custodian is going to withhold 20% or $200,000. So you're going to get a check for $800,000. you got 60 days to roll it in to an IRA, but you only got $800,000. And if you don't have another $200,000 from another source, then that's as if you received a $200,000 distribution. You will pay taxes on that, and you will pay penalties if you're under 59 dollars 
And I'll tell you, these, <laughs> these rules are ridiculous, uh, but they are here. They're real. A lot of people are making these mistakes, and we don't want you to make the same mistakes either. And it's all a matter of understanding what the tax laws are, how they relate to your retirement. Because the truth is, you have more control over taxes at retirement than any other time of, of your life, as long as you understand what the rules and strategies are. And I'll tell you, you're probably not getting this advice currently from, from your stockbroker, from your financial advisor, maybe even your tax preparer. It may not be their expertise on how to keep your taxes low and keep you out of these penalties, keep you out of these mistakes in retirement. But there is a way to do it. And that's to have a forward-looking tax-efficient strategy. 